Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Bellisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Bellisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. In this episode, we talk with alumnus Ben Feller about his forthcoming book, a children's book titled Big Problems, Little Problems. Feller is a strategic counselor who has worked with leaders of academia, business, and philanthropy for the past nine years. Before that, his career with the Associated Press included six years as chief White House correspondent, focusing on the administrations of Barack Obama and George W. Bush while traveling to more than 25 countries. A State College native, Feller has been recognized as a Penn State Alumni Fellow, the highest award given by the Penn State Alumni Association for achievements across his career. So the idea for the book started when? The idea for the book started when my son was about four and he's 10 now. So this has been kicking around for a while. And um, it just began out of living with him and raising him and understanding how to help him make the world a little bit easier. You know, for little kids, big problems can um, can overtake them. And when you find a way to make it a little bit easier, you know, to turn them into little problems, that's a great feeling. And we got into a really wonderful pattern of breathing, figuring out strategies, going about our day. And, um, and that's how I like to think about life. And eventually my son got the hang of it and then turned it around and helped me figure out how to make some of my problems a little bit easier too. So uh, the story goes back to uh, probably about uh, five, six years ago. Who helped you craft those strategies? I mean, you talk about him helping you, but that wasn't how you first kneeled down eye to eye to talk to your son. Who, how, did, how did you get to that place where those, you knew those are the strategies you wanted to impart or those were part of what you did? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a mix of, of my personality and my life experience, Steve, really. Um, what I do in my career, both in my journalism career and in my consulting career, is try to make the complicated simple for people. You know, I did that in my storytelling. I did that in my work with clients. Um, it's, a, it's a skill that I find um, is really appreciated and not one that um, a lot of people have or that they really think about. And so part of it comes from that, a professional training. But part of it also comes from just the parents' love and our own trial and error as moms and dads. How do we help our kid figure out that the inability to zip a zipper is not the end of the world? We know it, but it's, doesn't, it's not helpful to say calm down. It's not helpful to, to, to preach that way. So get down on one knee, be eye to eye, breathe, make it calmer, make it smaller, and then figure it out. And so look, that was how I, that was where it came from. It was trial and error. And in this case, it worked. And so we got into this pattern of saying, is this a big problem or a little problem? You know, instant perspective. And um, it's something that I think resonates not just with little kids. It resonates with older kids. And it sure resonates with adults too, I find. You know, I say it, my parents say it. It's, um, we could all use it. You know, we could all use perspective. We could all use patience. Life is frustrating. How do you make it a little easier? That's really what the book is about. 
you've written so much and for so many different audiences. What was this process like? How was it different for you? It was completely different. I'm still really in it as we speak. Uh, I'd never gone through the publishing process. I'd never written a children's book. It has its own uh, jargon. It has its own pacing. Um, it's incredibly competitive. And so I did get some help uh, from a great a consultant named Rob Broder, and we worked together. Um, but the rest of it was was very akin to what I did in my journalism career of uh, hustle and research and working it and getting a little lucky. And I found one publisher, Tilbury House, that said, we love your book. And all along, I've just been asking them questions. What happens now? What happens now? Well, here's how we signed the contract. We have to, the publisher said, we've got to go find an illustrator. Um, which was complicated in a pandemic. The whole industry sort of slowed down, um, had to be patient during that process, um, which, you know, you know me, wasn't the easiest thing to do, but uh, the illustrator did a wonderful job. And now we're at the part where we're waiting for the, the book to be printed and I'm figuring out promotion. Uh, how do I spread the word in a way that's genuine and authentic? And I'm, But I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I underestimated how much the learning of this would be interesting. I wanted to get to the doing. Uh, but I've learned a lot about it. And in fact, a few more than a few people have said to me, hey, Ben, when you get a chance, I have an idea for a book. Can you walk me through how you did that? You know, because um, I never want to get hung up on process, you know, and so I sought out some help and I got some help, but it really was um, just work, working it and pitching it, writing it, pitching it, landing it. And now hopefully comes, you know, the really fun part. That waiting for that fun part, when it, when people are seeing it, how comparable is that to waiting for the story to show up on the AP wire that's about something you did or the first collegian story? I mean, that high that a writer gets that, oh, there's my stuff. Is this at yeah. all comparable to that? Yeah, it, it's comparable in the sense of the pride of having created something that is distinctive to, to my voice. Even the, the work I did for years as a political journalist um, particularly the analytical work I did, you know, when I really felt like I did it well, it was not just something that helped people understand what the hell was going on in the White House and the world, but people said that's, that's a story that has Ben's style or his voice, and that felt great. Um, and obviously, as you know, there was an immediacy to that. It was on the wire, it was in newspapers, it was talked about on radio, and then it's on to the next challenge. This one was comparable in that sense of a pride but also very different because, you know, I work and am wired in a deadline environment. And this one is, there have been micro deadlines, but also just, it's a, it's a long process. It's a long process from the, from the germ of the idea to it landing in a bookstore. And I had to, I've had to adjust to that. So in that sense, it's been different. And also, of course, the subject matter is so different. I've never written something this personal and the illustrator's work takes the life of Sam and, and my life and our work together as father and son and our love together and adds a completely different dimension to it, for which I deserve no credit, you know, but I think when people see it, they're like, hey, I love the story. And wow, these these drawings are amazing and beautiful and lively and funny. And the combination of all that is unlike my journalism career it's it's a it's a really fun experience and a new one what were you, what were your first reactions to those drawings 
when you first saw it? What were your expectations? And what, when you saw, saw it, what were your reactions? Uh, my first reaction was twofold. Uh, I was thrilled because the project was moving ahead. And that, you know, <clears throat> that was important to me to feel a sense of action, especially in the pandemic. Where are we going? Well, so it started to become real when I saw the first drawings. And my other reaction was, this is really cool <laughs> because the illustrator, uh, Merce Lopez, took photographs that I had organized and sent about my life with Sam, um, pictures of him at school with his friends in our apartment uh, together here in Brooklyn. And she used those not only as inspiration, but some of them she used literally. So there's this photo that we've always loved of Sam and I together on a playground, sort of looking at each other, you know, big guy and a little guy, big problems, little problems. And that became, you know, an inspiration for the, for the original cover. Uh, and, and so when I saw that, I'm like, wow, not only is this moving ahead, but this is very true to our lives. And it's, it's fun to work with somebody who sees the world creatively in a totally different way. And she told me recently that by the time she finished her drawing, she felt like we had become friends, which is just a really elegant turn of a phrase and, and, and lovely. And so all of that uh, adds up to the fact that I was really excited. And there have been iterations of the drawing. Other people have weighed in with some feedback. The latest cover is, is me on my knees, giving him a hug. It matches the story. And it's even better. So really exciting. It's a book for your son it's a book for many audiences and it's also a, a book for you i i assume and in some ways C can you talk about those audiences a little bit and also your personal connection with this project which is unlike anything you've ever done how has it felt to to go through it and and now to have it almost at fruition yeah i mean it's a great question because it does have a um, more than one reaction for me the book is for uh young children i would say you know four, five, six years old is probably the, the key audience for families who are raising young kids. Um, but it does have resonance, as I said, for, for older kids and for parents too, because you'll see in the book how much children can help give parents perspective um, by showing them what's important too. Um, but it also, it means a lot to me because I know forever that my son will have this and hopefully he'll share it with, with his kids. Um, and that's the value of having written a book. Uh, and that's what makes this particularly exciting for me is I've never done this before. There's a permanence to it. You know, that the stories I wrote for years as a journalist meant a lot on my best days in those moments. Um, and some of them have meant a lot over time, fewer of them, but none of them are the same thing as walking by the window of a bookstore and seeing it there, which is a moment I'm really looking forward to. And that was the conversation I have with the publisher. What does this mean? Who is this for? Why are you doing it? Uh, why did you write it? But ultimately, I said, listen, I really just want a beautiful book I can hand to my son. And he said, well, that's going to happen. And that was just a great phone call because it, it felt like a, a tremendous sense of, of accomplishment. And now we're almost to the point where that's going to happen. We're going to walk by a bookstore. And it's going to be in the window and I'm going to feel a lot of pride and, and, you know, hopefully he will too. What will you do to celebrate the, like when you, aside from walking past the bookstore, is there anything else that you think you're going to do when it comes out? We, we might need to, to chat again. 
And, uh, and I'll tell you that because I haven't gotten there yet. You know, uh, it's, it's partly maybe superstition <laughs> or partly because it just has, I haven't got my mind around that yet. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, you know, one of the bookstores here in, in my neighborhood, I was in touch with, I said, do you ever work with local authors? And they said, we don't really do in-person readings anymore because we're not set up for that. But if you'd like to be the go-to place for us to um, accept requests for autographs, we could do that. And then when we get orders, you can come up and sign them. I'm like, okay, I didn't even contemplate that. <laughs> you know, I don't expect that to happen. So how are we going to celebrate? Well, I guess probably the one thing I have thought of is at some point I'm going to get a box here in my Brooklyn apartment and open it up. And it's going to be the first time I hold the book. And I picture that moment with him. You know, and hopefully it's more than, wow, this is really cool. Can I play on the iPad now? <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure there'll be some celebration with it, too. Uh, we don't skimp on our celebrations when it comes to big moments, and, and hopefully this will be one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Penn State Conversations. For more information about the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit belisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Belisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.